It's 4 o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. This week, starring special guest star, Miss Robin Frederick. Yeah, baby. Woo! And thank you, fake audience. Thank you, fake band. Those guys stop on a dime, don't they? I love, <laughs> I love that audience, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to and the I show. And I love this audience, too. And let's say hello to that audience. Uh, where are they? There they are. Yeah. All right. I've let's already see. seen some names I know, so it's good to see Justin everybody. Nather, Tom Vicky. Hoy, yeah. Paul Petricelli, Donalyn Kirshner, Lamar Franklin, Vicki Floweth, Carl Wurzbach, uh, Roger Bradley, Dean Turner, Dean Turner, Russell Nolan, and House. Hello, everybody. So, on today's show, we have the one, the only, Robin Frederick, who, for my money, is the best song analyzer I think I've ever met in my career, um, doing speed critiques. Uh, this is maybe, well, she's going to do a few speed critiques at the end of her session at the Road Rally coming up November 7th through the 10th beautiful Los Angeles, California. If you haven't registered yet, if you're a taxi member, you get two free tickets, one for you, one for a guest, and go to taxi.com and click on free convention. Everything you need to know will be there. By the way, for those of you who haven't seen the full schedule and all the mentor bios, all that stuff, it is all up on the website. We've got a few little corrections to make, which will probably happen tomorrow, but it's like 98, 99% accurate at this point. So that's that. Uh, I want to mention while we're here, this is big, exciting news. I'm going to tip you off to something that nobody anywhere else in the world knows about. Nobody, I'm telling you, absolutely nobody. You guys have been asking for an ebook version of Robin's. Hold on. Oh, you don't have one at your fingertips. No, I do. Oh, you do. Of course I do, Robin. I knew you did. <laughs> I just put it in a new spot. Oh. Okay. So Robin is the author of this book, which is a best-selling book. People love it. People swear by it. And uh, for years, people have been going, so when are you guys going to come out with an ebook version? But Robin, I'm the publisher. Robin's the author. We never do anything half-baked around here. So for the last many months, Robin has been working on not just a new, not just an updated, not just a revised version, but that right there. There we go. Okay, so what it is, is <laughs> I know, I know. it's a good backwards. thing I don't do this for a living. <laughs> I'm so screwed. Um, anyway, the book is now here. Let me just cover there my face go. and show you the big version. Yeah, cover Robin's face. There we go. Okay, so it is now a three segment ebook. Each segment or section or level is $9.95. So, level one is much of the stuff that was in the existing book, but mm -hmm. largely freshened up and updated to be more contemporary. Right. Yeah, yeah, I needed some newer, I wanted to put in newer reference songs. We've, you know, we've got, right. it's been a few years since the last one, so yeah, I updated that and I expanded on some of the shortcuts I added, I extended them and put in a lot of new references. Um, the second book is also a lot of the original book and um, again, extended and expanded and with new updated songs. And then in the third level, level three, I put in quite a bit of new information, new, short, new shortcuts. So um, I realized, we were talking about doing this as an ebook for a while, and I realized as I was working on it that if I didn't 
divided up into three books, we were going to have a 650 page book. <laughs> yeah, I just kept writing, you know. And so oh, in the shocked. yeah, in the <laughs> in the third book I put in all this new stuff about trigger words and rhythm and melody and all of that stuff. So, um if you've got the basics and you and you read my book so many times that you have it memorized, you could actually just pick up book number three and get a whole lot of new stuff. But they won't be disappointed. No. I mean, you know, for nine ninety five to pick up the yeah. book number one or two, there's enough new stuff in there that is well worth. Yeah. Um, and of course, as always, being the publisher of this book and really proud to be Robin's publisher. If you were to buy, you know, level one or level two, and you didn't think you got your money's worth, let me know. I'll refund your money. Well, Amazon will do that. It's it's fairly easy to have Amazon, get Amazon to refund you for an ebook. So it'll it's it will be available at Amazon. It isn't quite yet. Um, Any day now. Yeah, I put um, up the first one, but the second two are taking a little bit longer to get them up on Amazon. So I'll have those up within uh, within this week. They'll be up within by next uh, Monday, and available for nine ninety nine at Amazon, uh, nine ninety nine each. And you can pick those up at Amazon. And if you don't have an e-reader, do not fear. Right. You can download the free Kindle app just by going to Amazon and typing in free Kindle app. Download the app for Mac or PC and just read the book right on your computer or your tablet or what or your phone. I have the free Kindle app on all three of those and I read ebooks on those all the time. That's where I started. Eventually I did get an e-reader. I enjoy it. But if you don't have one, don't worry. You can read it on any device with the free Kindle app for PC or Mac. Just get that, grab that anyway. And because if you ever want to buy an ebook, you should have that. For those of you who already have this one, buy level two or certainly level three, read it on the plane on the way out for the road rally. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. And Robin uh, will be doing her thing on, Robin's going to do something really unique this year at the Road Rally on Saturday, which is the 9th, uh, Saturday morning the 9th at 11 a.m. or 1045? Mm, 1045 this year. Yeah, unique. We are going to have Robin show you how she analyzes songs. She's mm -hmm. not just going to analyze them, but you know, you can... You can give a man a fish or teach him how to fish. She's going to teach you how to fish. I'll this teach year. you how to fish. Okay. I'm going to start right there today, yeah. teaching you how to fish. So, uh, without any further ado, yeah. let us listen to. So, we're going to do um, some speed dating here, right? We're yes, going to we play are. a little, we're going to play a verse and chorus. Sometimes I'll ask him to play a little more than that if I haven't quite got there yet, or I think there's something in verse two I really want to hear. I also have the lyrics in front of me, so um, I'll be able to read ahead if I need to know something about the lyric that what happened happens in the bridge or something like that. All right. And last time people did send me a couple of emails and said, Robin is just talking faster and still giving out the same quantity of information. So don't feel compelled to give them the entire book this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Keep it short. I mean, they know it's going to be speed. So okay. uh, um, I, I was chuckling to myself, but I, I know better. I just get excited, know, you know? I you, see something, I go, oh my God, look at what they did. Oh, look what that You have so much to offer that you literally cannot hold it back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I, you know, really, I think it's not just about listening to your own feedback. It's also about listening to what other people are getting because you can use that in songs of your own. That's the whole point of analyzing songs is to find the stuff you can use and put in your own songs to make your own songs better. So that's why I do that. I'm always thinking of you. Always. You are. She's a giver. I am. Uh, what is the first song title? Uh, I don't know. You. You. You? Okay. Play it. Maybe I don't tell you quite enough Maybe I'm not good at that kind 
So that'll do that. Good. I got a good idea what's going on here. All right. Okay, so this is a this song is I would say this is probably in the traditional country genre. But you know, in today's market, there isn't a whole lot of market for traditional country. I would move this more towards roots rock if you wanted to get some uh, some traction. Um, a little bit of a harder edge on the song, kind of an, give it a little outlaw flavor. The the lyric is quite well written. Um, uh, especially the chorus, uh, where the nature images, you make the sunshine, the darkness seem lighter, my whole world revolves around you, so we could say sun, darkness, daylight, whole world revolves around you, you make my days much better even in stormy weather. Again, we're into the nature images. So uh, there's a lot going on in the chorus, it's working real well, but the payoff line, you're my girl, girl I need you, it seems like it could relate with tighter to the rest of the lyric. Um, by the time you get to that payoff line, which is the strongest line in the song and the line that you know listeners are going to remember, use that line. Really, you know, give it everything you got to make listeners remember what your song is doing. So I would take a look at that payoff line um, and see if you've got uh, an instrumental version of this song and you want to, you don't mind redoing the vocal, you can make a few lyric changes, or just going forward with your songwriting. Think about your payoff line first and then work backwards from it. I would say here you would probably, by the time you get to that line, you're going to want to uh, tie it in closer to the kinds of images that you've been using leading up to it. So you're my girl and I need you is not as vivid as every line that's been leading towards it. Just see if you can do that so that you tie your whole chorus together tighter. Um, and then um, maybe I don't tell you quite enough is your opening line. Um, you know, see if you could give these lines in your opening verse, baby, I'm not good at that kind of stuff. Okay, we get an idea of who the character of the singer is. He's down to earth kind of guy. Believe me, girl, you are my everything. You can't measure love with a diamond ring. I think by the time we get to Diamond Ring, we should probably know more about the character of the singer. I can't give you everything. Um, or, um, I wish I could give you everything. I wish I could give you the stars and the moon, but you can't measure love by a diamond ring. In other words, the lines are a little bit uh, disconnected from each other. You could tie in your lines a little bit tighter with each other so that you lead the listener right through the song and right up to your payoff line at the end of the chorus. My only observation, and this is me speaking from a producer perspective, is I would love to hear this song done hiccup. Okay. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. so much of country has a rap beat now, not surprising because the audience is younger and it's migrated over in the two. So like them. a Florida Georgia line kind yeah, of Yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh -huh. I, I don't know that lyrically it would lend, but as a producer, I would try. I would have people run it down the studio one time just to see if it works. It could be a hair brain. Yeah, I'd yeah, be fine. I don't know. Um, anyway. Yeah, so I, th but that's why another reason to put it in the traditional country category. It really kind of, uh, it harks back to Randy Travis, that kind of neo-trad. 
And, um, and so uh, for that reason, if you're going to go into something that you could maybe pitch to film and TV, Roots Rock or Americana would be probably the direction to go with your production. And you could do that with a uh, strip it down. But nice production here. This is a very well done production. Really sounds good. Okay. Next. Clipping right along. Uh, next one is called Christmas is Almost Here. Hitch a ride on Santa's sleigh. A hitch a ride on Santa's sleigh. Oops, I'm sorry. I'm here looking at the first line. There so you I go. Guess. Hitch yeah. a ride on Santa's sleigh. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. We'll get organized. Christmas is almost here. I love the snow falling at this time of year. I'm missing you on this holiday. Wishing you were here, not so far away, but I know, I know this guy, he can take me to you if I ask him nice, if I can hit your Cute. Yeah, very cute. Wonderful. It's so hard, so hard to um, write a fresh song about Christmas. There have been so <laughs> many written, and you have, and and it's wonderful to get this kind of almost traditional. The, the eighth note on the piano gives it that traditional kind of 1950s feel. Mm -hmm. Those songs are very popular at Christmas time. Beautiful vocal on this, just right for this song. Beautiful production on it, um, and uh, I love the lyric. Uh, Christmas is almost here. I love the snow falling at this time of year. How I'm missing you on this holiday, wishing you were here not so far away. Those two seem a, those two pairs of lines seem a little bit disconnected. Um, I love this time of year. The snow is falling. And then we switch over to the I'm missing you on this holiday. So I think the first two lines don't lead us exactly into the second pair of lines. But I didn't. it didn't bother me a whole bunch. Um, I know this guy. I like that reference to Santa as this guy. He can take me to you if I ask him nice. And then a wonderful chorus with a really nice set of actions. If I can hitch a ride on Santa's sleigh. It's very catchy. It's very memorable. It's not like anything else we've heard. Um, uh, and then the whole chorus just flows really beautifully. I'll be there before you wake, there among the gifts, blowing you a kiss. Really a beautiful little action, beautiful image. If I can hitch a ride, I know he's never late. You and me can spend Christmas time together. I'll see you again. I would not put no matter what the weather, uh, it's just it's there for the rhyme. It's, it's a throwaway, and it's the very line that sets up your payoff line. So if you have, I, I don't think at this point you want to make any changes in this song. It sounds like a really completed uh, recording. But just keep that in mind, everybody. Your payoff line is the most important line in the song. It's your key line, and the line that sets it up is the one that gets listeners in the mood to hear your payoff line. So as you get into those final two lines, I always suggest writing the payoff line first, and then writing the line that leads up to it so that your payoff line is the strongest and you know what it is you're setting up. You know what the line in before it has to do, what its job is. So watch out for those. But that's the only thing. I have great big stars all over this. Blowing you a kiss, you'll find me. I really, really like it a lot. And I think that could find a place in a, in a, TV, series, in a TV show, a Hallmark TV show, or any of those Christmas shows. I just had a conversation on Thursday of last week 
with a friend of mine who places a crap ton, <laughs> maybe not the best way to describe Christmas music, but places a lot of Christmas music uh, in, in TV shows like that. And uh, that person said to me, there are so few good original Christmas songs This is out true. There. And as this I was is listening true. to this, I'm going, this one nails it. And absolutely, and they need them every year. They need them, and they're playing the same songs over and over. They'd love to have some new songs. Yep. And this is a real beauty. Well done. Well done. Absolutely. All right. Moving on to number three. This one's called "So Beautiful." Yep. She only speaks soft and sweet. Shy of her own shadow Lives in her dreams How life could be If she could just believe That she can do anything And try to fly With her virgin wings She longs for the day She'll stand up for herself and be beautiful, beautiful Can't wait for the time She'll see in herself All that's beautiful, so beautiful Oh, very nice, very nice um, Hold on Oh, good The audience needed to applaud Yes this Okay, you may continue Seriously now. needed to pull <laughs> I, I go along with the audience there I, I have to admit, uh, it, full disclosure, I have heard this song before, and it is rewritten. And uh, Vicki, you did a beautiful, beautiful job on the rewrite. I love the chorus. She longs for the day she'll stand up for herself and be beautiful. Can't wait for the time she'll see in herself that she's beautiful. Absolutely true, honest, emotional, um, speaks to so many people, uh, simple, and yet and catchy and and yet fresh and original sounding. I love it. I love it. She only speaks soft and sweet. This is the verse, shy of her own shadow. Lovely line, shy of her own shadow. Uh, lives in her dreams of how life could be if she could just believe. So right from the first four lines, we get introduced to the character and what she's struggling with. And then in the chorus, it pays off and lets us know if she could just believe, if she could just do that. Um, she always, verse two, she always feels that she's so wrong, like she won't fit in. She hides away to find the strength, but uh, to finally just say. I would take a look at verse two and see if you could give us, instead of this is how she feels telling us, see if you could give us some example um, of, be, of her fear of walking into a room or her fear that she'll say the wrong she stutters when she tries to talk, afraid of what she'll say, afraid it will come out wrong. Uh, and anything like that, show us what she's, what she's grappling with, um, rather than she always feels that she's so wrong. And I think that'll do it for you. Absolutely lovely, simple. I would stay with a simple production on this, and you could definitely pitch this to film and TV. There's a lot of scenes that, with that kind of character in them. Cool. Good. We are clipping right along. Oh, Pierre. I cannot remember. You did tell me how to pronounce your last name, and I'm going to mess it up again. No, I'm not, because I'm not supposed to say the names. That's yeah, right. I noticed when you I said what? Vicky. I was sorry. Uh, I'm I was off not the supposed hook. to. But. All right, this next <laughs> right. one is called Because of You. Yeah. Beautiful. 
track and the uh, sax player is going i can't believe they didn't play the whole solo yeah i know but because the sax sounds really good i'd like to hear the whole solo maybe i'll come back later and listen to it um because uh the, the track is is uh, the star here the track is moody and atmospheric and a beautiful synth pad on that and the sax came in beautifully with a gorgeous tone gorgeous sound um I would. What's happening here? I, I the vocalist has a an accent, and I wonder if the vocalist m might also have written the lyric. Um, it doesn't sound like a native English speaker, and so there's an issue there with some of the uses of the, the words that are not as conversational as they might be. Uh, and we like to have a conversational, natural style lyric because it tells it it communicates to the listener that there's a there's a honesty here, there's a credibility here. Um, when we say, I wonder why you are still on a parade, that's not something that in English is uh, conversational mm -hmm. English. And that's, the, that's your payoff line. And as we said, the payoff line is, very, is really crucial here. So the payoff line, what we'd like to know here is because of you is the title, but this doesn't seem to be about the singer saying because of you, something happened or because of you the world is different because of you there doesn't seem to be an uh, a follow-up to the title because of you um where do you find all your illusions beautiful opening you're not sure where but i see you running around again those are two phrases that in english probably would not follow each other you'll find true love without confusion true love exists without confusion so we don't need the phrase without confusion it sounds like it's there for the rhyme so these things take away from the believability of the singer and you always want the listener to believe and give over their any questions or doubts they may have. You want them to let go of those and, and suspend disbelief and go into the singer's world and be there with the singer. And here we're having a little difficulty doing that. So I would recommend, if this beautiful track is also also yours, then I would try um, co-writing uh, with a native English speaker and work up the theme together, but then let the other person take that lyric to the next stage for you. Um, and that singer is beautiful. The singer is wonderful. Have that bring that singer in. But I would definitely work with a lyricist uh, whose native language is English. And where might you find that collaborator? Oh. Why? Let me think. Could it be at forums.taxi.com in mm. a place called Collaboration Corner? Why? Yes, mm -hmm. it could. <laughs> Just saying. If somebody here is interested, I think they can direct message you too, uh, probably, and and uh, let also, you know. Um, this is kind of a Sade. Mm -hmm. I, I thought Sade um, too. Uh, who's girl from Ipanema was who? Um, Astrid Gilberto. Oh yes. Mm, um, just listening to that. Very much in that in that ballpark, and, mm -hmm. and there's quite a bit of need for that, believe it or not. Um, elevators. I mean, they use it as a joke in movies. Where you know, elevator door opens up, and you hear something that sounds very girl from Ipanema-ish. The other day, I connected a music library with an old friend of mine who 
actually wrote a track for because I mentioned it over dinner one night in a conversation. He wrote a piece and sent it to me, and it was perfect. It, it was 100% right. So I reached out to the phone, called a library friend of mine. He heard it and said, you know, we can always use these. This is great. So you are in that ballpark on this. Just tighten up the lyrics the way Robin is recommending, and you've got yourself something that's very usable for television. Good. Yeah. Good, good. Okay. Moving on. Whisper, um, everything will be all right. That's the name of it. Okay. Let's have a listen. absolutely astonishing vocal um i don't know if that's you or not but if it is um you should definitely be covering a lot of songs and putting them <laughs> up on youtube because somebody should discover you whoever the singer is on that is magnificent and there's a light r&b flavor to that vocal mm -hmm. um but it's not in the track so there's a little bit of a disconnect there between what the, the track itself, which is straightforward, and this sounds like it's a rough demo of the song. It's, it's working its way through, which is good. Um, and I would take a look at some of the great R&B things that are out there now by Khalid and, and people like that, see if the, you want to involve a little bit more of that into the track. Um, the theme is very timely. Uh, you don't really under, know what it is until you get to the chorus when, it, when the singer says, when I can't recall your name. And so th at that point, we realize that this is somebody who's, you know, being lost in, in Alzheimer's or senility or, you know, some, some mental cloud. And it's from that person's point of view, which is unusual. Um, so I think that the issue here is that because we don't know that, then the first, the two, the double verse we're still kind of struggling with, is this a breakup of a relationship? Is this a, a, a child singing to a parent who's dying? Is this a, the singer has too many, excuse me, the listener has too many questions. Um, we always want to answer the questions the listener has as they come up. 
And one of the things about song lyrics is that song lyrics unreal in real time. They go past you. And so the listener, the listener can't look at a lyric and then go, oh, that's what that line back there meant. We have to give them the lines, deliver them one at a time in an order that they can follow. Um, and if we leave them too long with those lingering questions, they'll drop out because they don't know what the song's about. So this might be a case of where that might be the second pair of verses. So after we hear the first cho the chorus, if there's a heaven, I'll meet you there is the next verse. If there's a heaven, I'll meet you there. I'll be the one who smiles and offers you his chair. That's very touching. It's lovely. Maybe we'll b both be young, yeah. You might think about us flipping that and putting that verse first so that we know this is somebody who's passing. And um, then the chorus will have more impact because the listener will be right there understanding what's going on and, and then the chorus will mean more. So that's what we want. We always want to make sure that the chorus means, uh, emotionally connects with the listener, that the listener has enough, emo uh, enough information so that the chorus makes sense emotionally for them and they can identify or engage with that chorus. The only other thing I'd have to say, because it's a beautiful theme, and it's the kind of thing I really recommend that people put up on YouTube in a simple lyric video or with stock photos in the background, um, because there's a need for this. There are a lot of caregivers out there, a lot of people facing this for the first time. And um, this kind of song can be very comforting for them. Uh, my only suggestion on, this, on the music side of this is how uh, the very last line of the chorus, the chords that you, you end on, you resolve that chord at the beginning of the last line of the verse, of the chorus, excuse me, and whisper everything will be all right. That's all held on one single chord, which is the resolving chord down to the home chord. I would keep it, I would go through the four and the five and then resolve it on everything will be all right and resolve it. Right, hold it off on your there. resolve. Yeah, until you hit will be all right. And then when you resolve it on all right, the listener can feel that right. release of Emotionally tension. Emotionally it goes with it. It wants to. Yeah. I think your observations on this were brilliant. First of all, congratulations for writing about, um, I've never heard a song on this subject. Um, and really tough subject to write about, and you executed it really, really well. Yeah. It reminded me of a song written by a taxi member named Elliot Park called I Loved Her First, and he had a number one country hit with it. You think it's about, hey, take care of my girlfriend because mm -hmm. I loved her first and yeah, it's about his title. daughter. Yeah, yeah. And, and oh. so this comes so close and you were right on the money. Oh, I know that song. It, uh, this needs um, one line somewhere in that chorus to say, you know, the word wedding or something to identify it as his or her wife or husband, the spouse versus a child, yeah. a friend, or you're right, it could be almost anybody. Which is okay. I mean, that's all right too. I, I see your point. It doesn't have to be a marriage. I mean, it can right. be, yeah, it can be a father. But you said you don't know who it is. So it is kind of open-ended. Right. So. And that's all, it's all right. I think the whole thing is we didn't, we don't even know what the situation is. We don't know if it's a breakup of a relationship. That's where I went. I'm so afraid of losing you. I went to, oh, it's a breakup of a relationship song. Um, uh, so sad for all the things we'll never get to do. I feel as though you're fading away. As On the word fading, I began to get, ah, this might be something right. different. Yeah, uh, I lose a little more of you each day. Um, it doesn't matter whether it's a, 
It's the, yeah. a person talking to a son, a daughter, a, a wife, uh, any relative. And now I'm confused. Is it about a relationship that's ended and the thoughts are fading away with the passage of time? Or is it about speaking to a loved one that maybe has Alzheimer's or is dying? Well, it's the point of view of the person who's, who's getting Alzheimer's. Yeah, so... Yeah. Really, really fascinating. Yeah, it is. It's I mean, it, difficult it's, song. It's right. this close to being exceptional. Yeah. Yeah. Keep working on this one. Keep working on it. Um, and work on it so that the listener understands and stays with you the whole way through. This, the member is in the chat and he says, uh, really nice to hear the feedback. Actually, my first completed song. Wow. Wow. Well done. I hope it's not your last because you're really good. Um, you well got me on, on that way. one. Thank you. Okay. They're already open to the right, the next song. Great, thank you. Oh, good. Okay, same old new. Right. Okay. There go. Got it. Thank you. Yes, that's help. Okay. Same old new. I could have found my way to work each day with blindfolds on. Like my truck drove itself there And ain't a no surprise I'm with the guys on weekend nights Having the usual, yeah Didn't think that I was missing a thing But since I met you I seen I was missing everything It's all new with you I'm not just going through The motions like I used to do Day to day, all the same, all same. Every time I see your smile, girl, you make the same old me. I'm making okay. reservations okay. somewhere nice. Thank you. Yeah, there's so much here that's working really well. That whole, I, number one, I love the melody. Um, uh, the lyrically, the great opening verse, I could have found my way to work each day with blindfolds on. How many people, I mean, everybody can say that pretty much. Like my truck drove itself there. Right, right. from the first line, you know what this song is, what the character is going through. You don't know where the song's going yet, but you know who this is and what kind of life he's leaving, leading. And I, it ain't no surprise I'm with the guys on the weekend nights, yeah, having the usual. So it's repeated again in second second example that again reinforces is what we know, which is really good. The lift or pre-chorus, didn't think I was missing a thing, but since I met you, I've seen I was missing everything. Um, I think your opening, the first line on that could probably be a little bit stronger. Uh, uh, I didn't think I was missing a thing. Um, life was just, you know, uh, I, give us a, one more line that says, life was just a, a whole cascade of the same old, same old. Uh, but since I met you, uh, I've seen I'm not sure. I think that I just think the pre-chorus could could kick off the chorus uh, with more energy, more strength. Then it's all new with you. I'm not just going through the motions like I used to do. Very good, very good opening to the chorus. It's really clear. All the all the day to day, all the same old, same old. Here's where I'm. I think you could add strength to this lyric. I know how good, uh, what a good lyric writer you are. Um, so I would take a look at these lines. All the day to day, all the same old, same. We kind of 
kind of got that already. I'm wondering. It's new with you. I'm just going through the motions. I'm not going through the motions like I used to do. I'd like to see you reinforce what the first two lines of the chorus there. It's, it's all new with you. Let's see that in those two lines instead of all the same day to day, all the same old, same old. We saw that in the verse. Let's give that chorus positive energy. Now everything is different. I'm not going through the motions like I used to do. The sun rises and it's a different color. And, the, you know, and I've got, I, I'm not wearing, I've changed my clothes. I'm not wearing the same old boots. You know, you got to give us something that shows us what new feels like. Because up till now, we've seen same old, same old. And in the chorus, we have to go, oh, that's what new feels like. I got, you know, I got a brand new look on my face. I got, uh, you know, a sparkle I didn't have before. Anything that shows us new and makes us feel, what does fresh feel like? What does new feel like? Detail and tickle the senses. Yes, yes. Ooh, nicely said. Tickle the senses. I like that. And then, every time I see your, and every time I see you smile, girl, you know, you make that, you make the same old new. Then we're probably going to be okay with that. I'm a little worried about that as a, t- as a payoff line because the listener might have to think about it and we never want the listener to think we want them to feel. So we don't want them thinking, make the same old new. What does that mean? And the other thing I would do is I'd stretch that line out melodically so that you can have you make the same old same old feel brand new I mean really make a meal out of that payoff line (laughs) so that the listener doesn't have to think about it yeah make them feel it and I think that that will do it for you great verses I know how good you are and it really shows here so a little more work on the pre-chorus and a couple of lines in the chorus and extend that payoff line to give it more beef and you'll be in good shape I don't have much to offer but in the lift, which you spent a fair amount of time talking about. Didn't think I was missing a thing, but since I met you, I've seen I was missing everything. You have thing and thing ending two lines. And Robin's right. Uh, She didn't have the ultimate solution, but her instincts that that needs some work. For me, it almost feels like something alliterative could be thrown in there in the word seen, like I saw and seen, been there, done it. Uh, you know what I mean? Been I'm there, looking, done that is a good line uh, to use. I uh, like that. Been there, done that over and over. But now everything's brand new. Yeah, I like that. Been there, there done that. Something about thing and thing or thing and well, everything. Well, yeah, they're not. It's, it's yeah, just it's too easy. Line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's more to be said there. Absolutely. By the way, again, I love the way that this melody cascades over itself. Mm-hmm. It's got lots of uh, rhythmical repetition in it, in the melody, and variation where it should be varied. So um, the melody's working really, really well. And for today's country, you have to have that. It's funny, a lot of times when we get country listings in here at Taxi, the people in Nashville will actually specify more often than not, we don't want the same old, same old on melodies. They've been hearing the best writers. Somebody once told me there are 9,000 people in Nashville at any moment in time that have already had a charted hit, if not more than one charted hit, maybe many in their careers. And so they get the best stuff from the best writers and they've heard these melodies over and over for decades. So they're always looking for a new twist on a melody. And sometimes when I listen to country lately, as much as I know that Nashville is all about lyric craft, 
I think it's becoming more about melo- Absolutely. Uh, melody no question. and melodic crap. Yeah, don't underestimate They had to go melody. somewhere else and raise the bar there, too, and, and melodies. In. And because the, the listening audience is more sophisticated now, and they've come over from pop, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of pop influence on the melody, which is what you see here in songs, hits like Look What God Gave Her. Yeah. And Burning Man is another one, that Dirks Bentley hit, with a magnificent, repetitive, cascading melody in that thing. And it just yanks you and pulls you forward and country audiences like that just as much as pop audiences do so the idea that that melody just never quits never quits and force and and pulls you right through that whole song and listeners love that i remember i think there's an a&r person in nashville her name is autumn house very lovely lady that i've known for a long time and i remember being in her office the day dirks bentley had just gotten signed and he was walking out as i was walking in and she said Watch that young yeah. man. It's going to be a slow burn for about 18 months to two years, but he's going to be a lifer, meaning that he would have a lifelong career. Yes. She nailed yes. him so perfectly. Yeah. What was I thinking? That Right from the very earliest singles, that guy had it. He knows a good, and he's co-writer on these things, and he knows a great song when he hears it. I want to mention, because uh, something, the last song we listened to reminded me of this. If you haven't seen uh, the Linda Ronstadt documentary, The Sound of My Voice, Robin, you would love this. It's playing at that little art house in Westlake uh, Village, little art house cinema. Um, Deb and I went with the Shirelli's the other night. It floored us. Linda Ronstadt, The Sound of My Voice. You would would go back in the movie theater and watch a second time when it's Mm. over. If you've ever liked Linda Ronstadt, you will love her after seeing this. Anyway, so there we go. Now we are moving on to number seven, which is called Rockabye. This is, um, this reminds me of, uh, right now there's a song on the AAA charts by Joseph, and Joseph is a trio of girls, Um, and this reminds me very much of Joseph, and also the Staves, and um, 
boy, I, there's a couple of others out there now uh, that are these uh, strong um, three-part harmony female vocals, and they're very, very popular in the indie folk, folk and, and roots styles, um, where I think this belongs. It's a very strong lyric, very evocative, with its, you know, it's, it's a non, it's what I call an associative lyric or a non-linear non lyric. It's not telling a story, it's evoking a feeling of a situation or evoking an emotion. Pull me out of the river and into the boat. Those opening lines are very powerful, very poetic, makes you want to hear the song right away. Um, and uh, I've been taking on water and I can't stay afloat. So all of the, those four lines take you, they fit in right with what the chorus is saying. Down at the chorus, she says, down will come baby and finally you know just how much you can take. The whole thing is about stress. The whole thing is about how, you know, when life is tough, how do you handle it? And yet it's done very poetically. It's a beautiful uh, melody and uh, gorgeous uh, vocal on this. Heart, it's, you might, it, I would say film and television, except that I, I don't know that it's evoking a particular atmosphere or aura, um, as TV film songs do. They enhance the emotion in a scene. This is much more of a kind of listen to it and, and, and you know, a few times and understand what the singer is singing. So if you're interested, give a listen to Joseph and take a look at the song that right now is on the charts. I don't think I wrote down the name of it. I was just listening to it today. Um, and some of their other things. They And then check out, go to tunefind.com, T-U-N-E-F-I-N-D.com, and look up Joseph and see what songs of theirs are being used in film and television. And then take a look at some of the other ones. Uh, the Staves, S-T-A-V-E-S, is another one. You're right in that pocket. And see what songs of theirs are being used in film and TV, and then see if you want to continue right along in this vein. Stay right where you are, and maybe just adjust a little bit towards the film and television uses, which is a little more atmospheric than this, and and then start pitching uh, to the film and TV uh, uh, listings that are you know for music libraries because if if you can do that, if you can get into that, it all st it all started with Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Mm. That's where it came from. <laughs> And yeah, this seems like it so long ago now, doesn't it? I know, yeah, but it's, it's, it, they've been building on this yeah. ever since. And now these trios, these girl groups, are really doing very well um, and are building up a, a, a audience for this. So take a look at what they're doing. See if you want to adjust just a little bit um, uh, or not. And keep stay right where you are and put your stuff out on YouTube. Start building your fan base if you haven't already started. Um, uh, and I th and I think you'll find that there will be people who will like this. It's can very you, good. Can you play me the first, excuse me, 15 seconds of this again? Yeah. I was so taken aback when I heard pull me out of the river because of its unique delivery that I didn't get what it was saying. Um, but yet, uh, and I'm wrestling here. I love your artistry. I mean, this is unique. I mean, it's definitely in that genre that Robin is speaking of, but within that genre, it's a very fresh approach from, uh, again, from a production standpoint. Um, Really interesting, really artistic. Um, but pull me out of the river when the first thing out of the speakers, other than the acoustic guitar, which is done really, really well, by the way, 
uh, is that high pitched and goes by so quickly, it doesn't pull you into the song. It gets your attention and says, wow, this is really unique. Uh, so I'm wrestling. I don't know. I, I can't. So maybe the intro should be a little bit lighter and bring in the, st the foot stomps and the guitar. Maybe I, well, just come in with the guitar. I, I don't know. But that first lyric line, I almost feel like Pull Me Out of the River should be sung. I mean, the high note in the harmony stack is so high, it sounds like a chipmunk to me. Oh, okay. Uh, play it one more time. It sounds chipmunk-esque. I thought it was a joke at first. I really did. Oh. You could you could mute the harmony parts on the first line, and if you want to, or pull them way back, um, if that's an issue. Uh, I think that I would get them pull them further into the song and then introduce that aspect because that is the uniqueness of it. And it gives you a chance to build dynamically. Right. And if you do that, yeah, yeah. It, it just like I'm, I'm again I'm wrestling. I don't know if that's like the coolest thing I've ever heard, or it would be better used as a, a, a trick in quotes later in that verse. Anyway, that's my observation. Just a thought, yeah. Yeah, good. I, I love it, absolutely love it. And I think there's a, definitely a use for this in film and television as you move forward. Good, good, good. Okay, next we have Ocean Wild. beautiful atmospheric um, very atmospheric right from the intro the intro puts the listener right in that space uh, where the the very reverbed vocal is going to be and the lyrics are evocative um, uh, keep the pressure of last chances feel the pressure of last chances wash upon me it's a beautiful line keep on calling out to find you to find me um, it's just, it's a very, the song suggests a kind of lost um, 
atmosphere and the, the singer is right there in the middle of it and the lyrics are doing a good job of keeping that going when we were swept in the darkness ocean void ocean wild lost in our bed of destruction ocean wild it's it's very suggestive it's not trying to tell a story but the situation is fairly clear here and uh, it's just a, uh, a feeling I would suggest bringing in a rhythm, uh, some kind of beat low down um, when you get to the chorus, when we were swept in the darkness to start to build this dynamically. Give us a little bit of underneath beat, maybe just the kick drum or something like that um, at the beginning of the chorus to, to, give the, to make it a little more cohesive right there. The style that this reminds me of is um, post-rock it's called sometimes um cinematic post-rock it's also called and you can hear that in um in a duo called aquilo a-q-u-i-l-o um aquilo is wonderful they're very atmospheric and evocative and it's just the kind of thing that you might like to be uh, working with and they get used a lot in film and television because this works well underneath the scene um it gives the scene uh, any kind of scene that needs a kind of haunting atmosphere. This type of song works well, and there's not a lot of lyric going on to draw the listener away from it's what's happening in the scene. And so post-rock works quite well uh, for this style. Trailers as well, they love mm, it. Really? Oh, trailers, yeah, that would be good. Getting a nice little trailer. Um, so I would say uh, take a look, take a listen to Aquilo, um, the album Leaf. Uh, a wonderful duo whose name I love. Um, uh, uh, now I can't remember, of course. I was just sitting here thinking, how does she remember? All <laughs> yeah, <this> right. Stuff? <laughs> a winged, it. a winged victory <laughs> for the sullen. Wow. Yes, isn't that good? A winged. Somebody. That's the name of this duo. A winged victory for the sullen, and they are one of post rock's early pioneers, and they're still doing it, and they are great. Um, and so you can steal a few ideas from them in terms of piano and vibey synthesizers and swirling things. Um, uh, Aquilo is vocal based. A Winged Victory for the Sullen is not. Most of these post-rock groups are not uh, vocal based. But if you go listen to them on Spotify and then you go look at related bands and artists, you're going to find a lot of bands and artists like the album Leaf and you can start going through some of them. The great granddaddy of all of them is a band called Explosions in the Sky. They started post-rock and they became very, very popular with music supervisors. And this, this particular style is still very appealing to music soups because it creates an emotional vibe in the scene, but there's not a lot of lyrics to get in the way of dialogue. It's evocative. Mm -hmm. <laughs> very. That was my big word for the day right there. Okay. I used it up. <laughs> well done. On. Well done. <laughs> All yeah. right. Next one is called Autumn Leaves. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sheds your skin down from the sky. Go back. Sheds her skin down from the sky Fallen leaves, watch them fly To shine again, she has to fade away She slides her dress down to the ground turns her face into the wind All the leaves are raining down 
yeah, there's a lot to like here, a lot. Um, I would say this is a singer-songwriter style, um, and a lot of singer-songwriter uh, songs get used in film and television. Um, in terms of, it, because it's acoustic guitar based and the voice is right up front, it's a very, very good vocal. I really like the vocalist, if that's you. Um, you you've got a nice sound, and if that's you playing guitar, just you, your guitar and vocal is a, a great sound. You're doing good with that. You have a lot of uh, strength there. And um, the melody's working very nice, nicely. The, the lyric is, is not really as in the singer-songwriter style so much. And I'm not quite sure what I would think of in terms of the lyric. It's a character portrait of this girl. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a non-linear lyric. Uh, we don't know what, anything about a situation. It's not really attempting to tell us anything about uh, who she, wh why she's doing what she's doing, um, which is fine. You can, you can definitely do that in singer-songwriter. Um, but it, it doesn't seem to give us enough, it doesn't take us inside of what's happening to her emotionally. So we're sort of, the listener is sort of left on the outside. And for the singer-songwriter genre, really we open up our hearts to, this, to the listener and say, come in and feel what I'm feeling, or come in and feel what she's feeling. Is this, is this a bitter, dark emotion that she's feeling? Is something breaking? Is something broken? Is it falling, you know, is the, are the tears falling? What's, what is she feeling? We don't know, except the down, down, down tells us that this is not a good thing, whatever it is, she's, she's not feeling good. Um, so I would say, and also to anytime we say, anytime we do a song in the third person, she, the singer is singing about she, and we don't know what his relationship is to her at all. So we're on the outside looking in, and you, you never want to leave your listener on the outside. You want to open up the door to the listener and say, come inside, come inside and feel what I'm feeling. Feel what she's feeling. Get involved, get engaged. Listeners don't like being passive, and they're not passive. And that's a mistake we make, all of us, at some point, at sometimes. We think of listeners as passive receptacles to our songs, and they're not. <laughs> they want to be engaged. They want to be picturing things and feeling things. And um, uh, there's a really strong line in here where she slides her dress down to the ground. That's a very sensual image right there. That's, that line makes the listener go, oh, OK, I can feel that. There's something I can feel there and see. But, but what is that? feel like to her, the, the person we're singing about. What is it she is opening herself up to in, in the wind? Why is she doing this? We don't need to know specifically specifics of what happened, but we do need to know the specifics of her emotional state. Why she's doing that? Why is she giving herself over to the wind as the autumn leaves fall? We know that that image tells us that something sad is going on, something dark, something's falling down, but we never connect it with her, at least to this point. And if we haven't connected it by this point, it's too, it's late, it's late. So I take feel like a look. The, there's a lot of disconnection in general in this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I've been sitting mm -hmm. here rereading and rereading lyric, going, "Okay, that's a cool line, but huh?" Uh, so it, it doesn't connect well throughout. Robin's always on the money with that kind of stuff. But I've got to say, when I form my band, which will happen right after the road rally, which is coming up November seventh through the tenth, I'm going to start a band and I'm going to call it the Passive Receptacles. <laughs> that was my favorite thing you've ever said on Taxi TV, the Passive Receptacles. But you're right, you know, 
we tend to think uh, in this day and age of music as being some form of wallpaper. It's but, so not. Right. Yeah. It, it can, Absolutely it can not. be, but people don't want it to no, be. No, listeners, I mean, are passionate. Listeners yeah. are passionate. They want to love the songs they hear. They want to love the artists. They fall in love with the artists. They get crushes on artists. They want to hear everything the artist does. They're so vocal-centric. I mean, they just want to hear your voice over and over. And when you've got a great voice like this, they want to hear you say something that moves them or makes them feel something. Um, I'm noticing there's beautiful lines in here. Beneath her feet lies a dress of gold that's the the dress she dropped right i would put those two lines together right. yeah that's the dis there very disconnect that i was seeing it's like okay. up here we talk about it but then you know 35 seconds later it appears down here right right so you expect good. us to remember that they no, will not con connect them the, the listener is in the moment and they won't let remember yeah. what you said in a line before the line before they'll remember one line back if you continue it on they'll stick with you but they won't remember the line before that they're like goldfish i tell you goldfish really? yeah goldfish have three second memories oh i didn't know yeah i'm um, impressed that they have three second memories <laughs> <Yeah>, what <laughs> <laughs> wow well, that's, yes, you're exactly right. And we're not there to ask them to remember. We can't ask them to, to think. They're there to feel, and we're there to give them a feeling. That's what we do. That's why people get passionate about songs. It's because it makes them feel something. And so you've got so much here that's almost making us feel something, almost. Open up the door, invite the listener in, and show them this spectacular character that you're drawing, and tell us why her heart is breaking, why she's falling down with the leaves. Why is she doing what she's doing? Listeners are determined to find that out, and if you don't tell them, they'll be gone. They won't come back. By the way, great engineering. I love the kick mm. drum sound. I love the recording on the vocal. There were several things there which I thought, wow, really good engineering. Yeah. So There's a lot of potential here, a yep. lot. I would really like to see what you do. All right, moving on, number 10, which is called Can't Stop Me. Well, I bit my tongue, held my breath, kept my thinking to myself. energy there really great energy i love the verse love the verse love the vocal love the vocal great verse uh well i bit my tongue held my breath it's great physical actions here kept my thinking to myself uh, but there comes a time when truth wins out fear and threats can't shut my mouth it's really good i mean with the rise of people like lizzo right now and of course katy perry's done this anthemic female empowerment songs this verse is really powerful um, the chorus, Can't Stop Me, Can't Stop Me, uh, is not as strong. I think that it falls into kind of a predictable rhythm, but that said, I'm being very, very picky because I think the verse is so unbelievably good. 
Um, I think that if you pitch this to a, a music library, you're going to get picked up in a heartbeat. I could see placements on this really easily. Um, that can't stop me, can't stop me, can't stop me, can't hold me back is the kind of thing you could play at the end of a scene as, you know, as the female character is, is walking into the sunset or whatever. Um, it could work real well for film and TV. Uh, so I wouldn't make a, any changes at all um, uh, to a film and TV pitch. Uh, going forward with a verse that good, uh, keep in mind that today's melodies are very complex uh, rhythmically. And so on top of that verse, I would probably lay a chorus melody that's got more complexity in the rhythm than this one does. Um, uh, but given that, I think you've got a really strong film and TV song here. Yay. Very well recorded, by the way. I love the singer, love the singer, and um, well recorded. Good, good mix, everything. All right, uh, moving on. Our next tune is called Rebound Man. First time you've been here before And I see it on your face Your new love put you in your place mm -hmm. Yeah, I see it on your face Your new love put you in your place I don't wanna be Okay, so the chorus on this song, it's a, this is a great bluesy feel. I love it. Love the vocal, love the guitar, love the whole feel and vibe of this. Um, great opening verse, you come midnight knocking at my door. Yeah, I see it on your face. Your new love has put you in your place. Um, really, really out, outstanding opening four lines. Then this is the chorus. I don't want to be your rebound man. Great opening line to the chorus. I don't want to be your backup plan. Great second line. Now I see the look that's in your eyes. I, I'm just a late night compromise. Right there, I think those two lines are not as powerful as what's come before. And, and that's hard. It's going to be hard to match what's come before because the lines leading up to it are so, they're such a powerhouse. So here's the thing. Compromise. Compromise. That word is not typical of the blues style, but I'm, I, I definitely think you can get away with this. I, if, if you're going to do it, uh, I ain't going to settle for no compromise. Uh, I ain't going to be the guy, you know, that you think of second. We need a chorus on this thing. And I think the lift to the chorus, the pre-chorus, I don't want to be your rebound man, I don't want to be your backup plan, is actually a pre-chorus. 
And then you need to just pay that off with, um, I ain't going to be your compromise. If that's what you want, if that's going to be the chorus, then nail it, really hit it. What's a compromise? What does that feel like? What, they, what would this guy say about a compromise? I'm not second best. I'm not the guy who came in, you know, in the race, uh, you know, second. I'm not the guy who came in second place. I'm not your compromise. I mean, you can have a lot of fun with that idea. Um, I think you could come, you could even drop the compromise word and go with the second best idea. But you've got to have a, you got to have a chorus on this thing, and it's too good not to have a really powerful chorus on it. Um, I love the way you're doing it. Um, you know, there's a lot of blues being used in film and TV. A lot of it. Uh, Patrick Droney, uh, um, Bishop Briggs, um, Leon Bridges. I mean, just lots of uh, Gary Clark Jr., lots and lots of blues being used in film and TV. So if you can get that chorus worked out here, I would definitely do it. And if this song is done, if you're ready and you want to move on, just keep going because in this, this is a style that gets a lot of film and TV placements and you're really good at it. I don't have who the writer's name is on the sheet that I'm looking at, but if you are watching the show, I strongly recommend that you Google Richard Dance, also known as Crawdaddy, because you need to write with Richard and his guitar playing on stuff like this. It, it, I mean, he is, he's Steve Cropper good. I would, you know, send this guy to Muscle Shoals to do an album any day of the week. He's a taxi member. He'll be at the Road Rally, which happens to be November 7th through the 10th in Los Angeles. Richard Dance, also known as the Crawdaddy. He will, you guys will fall in love with each other and make some amazing music. And he's just such a damn good guitar player. Outstanding. That's yeah. a great resource. Boy, oh boy. Absolutely. Good. Okay, moving on. Uh, this one's called First Strike. I wish that I on that yeah very very nice um okay this is um first strike is a good title it made me want to know what the song was going to be about and it's the payoff line of the chorus um but i never got an idea of really what first strike is referring to here so watch out for that in your lyric be I sure it's the teachers union i just saw it on the first strike <laughs> or the second or third yeah um i would take a look at that what is it you were a first strike 
missile blowing up my whole life. Okay, the idea of being the first strike in a nuclear war. Okay, you, we need to know what that is. Uh, right from the beginning, you know, are these two these two people are feuding obviously, and they're lobbing stuff at each other. So we need to see that, rather than starting with "I wish that I'd never seen you, met you, or touched you." That's like your second verse. It's too early for that. Now that it's come to this, hard to imagine that I'd be saying it to you. Didn't we seal our love with a kiss? We by that time we at the as of opening four lines, we don't know saying what to this person. Um, so that would be more likely be a second verse. So flip that down after your first chorus. But there's another issue here. I talk a lot about lyrics, but I, I also want to be sure I talk more about melody because today's melodies are so powerful and there's so much a part of pull, pushing these songs forward and keeping the listener involved um, and not passive uh, that I want to say something about this melody. The melody feels unfocused. It's wandering from one line to the next. The listener can't follow that melody. It's every line in the verse is changing. And when you got to the fourth line of the verse, it just held it held out an unusual length, which can work. It can I I do recommend it, but only if the two lines before it are short. You know, you have short, short, and then long. And then so you do it again, short, short, and then long. You need patterns in your melody. That's what I was going to say, patterns lack of repetition. of repetition and variation. And this melody doesn't have those. So this is a great melody to work on because it, you can teach yourself how to create those patterns of repetition and variation. And it starts right with the verse and it goes right into that, the next four lines. And, the, and again, in the chorus, it, you have two lines that repeat, but then the next two lines don't make sense. Um, they're disconnected melodically from the lines that came before. There's ways to make this, there are structures for chorus melodies that work really well, where you do the first line melody, then you repeat that first line as you did here with a different lyric, but repeat the melody. Then you can go, you can start the third line and then go away to something even shorter, a couple of short repetitions. Then come back and, and do something with those short repetitions and then in the last line come back to your first line and repeat that. Those kinds of patterns make sense. Melodies are not just the first thing that comes out of you. That's a rough draft of a melody. You can rewrite a melody the same way you can rewrite a lyric. And it's so important to sit down with some of the songs that you like best and look at the melodies and notice the pattern of repetition and variation. And when they vary it, what do they go to? And then try writing your own lyric to, a, to a, an existing melody. Use it as a ghost song just to give yourself the feeling of what your, your lyric sounds like when sung to today's melodies. Um, there's, there's, you can take this first draft much further than it is. And the idea of the first strike as well is quite good. So this is a good start on a song. It's a good first draft of a song with plenty of stuff you could work with. And I always like to have a lot of raw material in that first draft. I like to see that. And you've got plenty of that here. So keep working on this one. I want to mention that on Saturday night at the Road Rally, November 9th, um, at 5.30 p.m. in the Grand Ballroom, I'm going to interview um, Ken Collet, who is co-producer on Fleetwood Mac's seminal album Rumors, and then the follow-up album Tusk, and then after that Mirage. Uh, Mirage. Um, so I've read the book Making Rumors, and I've read the an unedited or semi-edited version of the Tusk book that was supposed to come out right before the rally is now coming out after. 
Something that I've learned and been amazed by, and I can't wait to ask Ken, who's an old friend of Robin's, he produced a record with you on it mm -hmm. forever My ago. Album, yeah. And and you're friends with him. Yeah. Uh, um, and she babysat Colby Calais. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Probably changed the diaper or two on a future uh, yeah. rock star. Anyway, my point is that your advice is so dead on the money. Um, the One of the themes of the two books about Fleetwood Mac that Ken has written is that they will take something, the songs that you hear on the radio and go, gosh, they're so amazing. Virtually every song in those records started out as something, then became something else, then became something else, then became something else. The changes that they went through, and so when Robin says, you know, this has some good bones, but you need to rework it, please don't let that depress you or upset oh, no. you or oh, deter no. you. Because when you read these books, you're gonna go, oh, so that's how much it, I mean, they would literally lay down a track with the full band in the studio, then come back four months later and reanalyze it and lay it down again. And then Lindsey Buckingham would go off to his house and, and rework it totally and come back in the studio, yeah. blow, blow everything up. But then they would all get back together. So these songs went through these processes. As an old studio rap myself, I'm sitting there shaking my head going, I can't believe they made magic out of that process, but they did. And there's a lot to be learned. And as you were sitting here saying this, I'm thinking, this is exactly an example of the kind of thing where it had moments, it had bones, mm -hmm. it had yes. aspects of it where you go, that's pretty freaking brilliant. Don't just leave it there. Yeah. And don't, be, don't feel like you gotta finish it tomorrow or next month. Keep working on it over time. Yeah, yeah, good advice, very good advice. Well done, yeah. Okay, moving on. Number 13, this is called Home. Always a good topic for film and TV. Yes, you can. The fact that I had to adjust the volume three times in the first 45 seconds of the song is telltale. From an engineering and production point of view, the, the stuff that, can you start the beginning of the song again, please? Okay, this is at one level. And then the rest of it comes in, it's like up here. It should all be at a similar level. I mean, I understand the, you know, the texture of wanting something a little more delicate leading in, but listen to that level jump. Every person who's listening on the radio or at home or on earbuds, 
We're gonna have to adjust it like I did. Yeah. Anyway, there's my two cents up. That's front. good. Yeah, it's good advice. The the vocal should take over for the guitar. The guitar's lead instrument, and then the vocal comes in. They they should be on the same planet. Uh, very good point. Um, Sorry if I'm no, it's up okay. Your Not at all. Not at all. Uh, this is very sweet and a beautiful vocal, beautiful track, um, and. It's got the kind of simplicity that could be used in a film and television show with a Thanksgiving theme, um, Hallmark kind of thing. Home is, and in, in many respects, it actually sounds, the lyric has a lot of Hallmark card in it. And sometimes that's not a good thing. But with a, with a song with this kind of simplicity and for the kind of uses that, that would be put to, uh, it seems to be working just fine. Home is where love resides, patiently yours and mine. I assume the yours and mine refers to love. Love resides patiently, yours and mine. It seemed like a bit of a non sequitur, yours and mine. I wasn't sure for sure that that meant our love resides. Home is where our, our love resides patiently, yours and mine. Um, I just think the our, our love is a given. In your arms I am loved, in your arms I am home. Every road leads me back to your arms. I love the phrasing on home is where the heart is. It's home is where the heart is. And that kind of paralleling really made the song work. Home is where the heart is. You could put that in a commercial at the end of a commercial for cereal, breakfast cereal. Home is where the heart is. Is That's what you want uh, at that moment in a commercial. Near or far, no matter where I roam, home is where the heart is. And I think the melody altered just a little bit on that last line. And I would have probably put a parallel to the line the first time it was sung, I probably would have paralleled that more closely, but it didn't make that much difference. So I think the uses for this, um, I would do absolutely do what Michael suggests and then uh, be pitching this uh, to um, uh, music libraries if it hasn't already been picked up. This is the kind of song that, that can easily be placed. Uh, by the way, I've seen a bunch of people say, oh, uh, thanks for mentioning that volume um, difference, Michael. And people are saying mastering will fix that. Mastering won't fix that. <laughs> that was just too far you'd apart. You'd have to compress the hell out of it, and then you'd lose all yeah. the presence in the vocal. You don't want to do that. Uh, it, right. it, it's, it's just a mix thing. Uh, those guitars should be hotter uh, up front. If they're that far apart, mastering is going to sound like a joke trying to fix yeah. that. It's mastering. It's fair to them. Yeah, they could do, do something with it, but you don't want to be relying on mastering. Uh, anytime you have to say mastering could fix that, you should back up to a step and go back to your mix. Absolutely. Yeah. Mastering is very fine tuning. Um, yeah. Yeah. That needs more than fine tuning. Yeah. But a lovely song, very simple, very good for certain uses, absolutely. And a very pretty vo voice, I might add. Absolutely, that's right. Without that vocal, that song would be much harder to pitch. Okay, this is our 14th song of the day. We're making a good job keeping on yeah. task here. Yeah. Um, this one's called My Time. Oh, no lyrics provided for this oh. one.
Okay, good. I got it. Okay. Okay. Okay, so we've got an R&B tune here. Um, very much in the contemporary style of R&B, of, you know, a Khalid or LMA or, uh, uh, you know, any of those R&B artists. Um, what's happening, though, is that we don't really have the singer for it, number one. Um, some pitch problems here. Uh, but other than that, the melody, let's go back to melody for a second. In R&B, contemporary R&B, uh, rhythm is, and the melody is king. Um, the rhythm in the melody dominates everything because there's not much, you're correct in your melody here, in that there's not much uh, change in note range. That's absolutely true in today's R&B. You don't change the melody note range very much as you go from section to section. What you do change is the rhythm of the notes. So when you listen to a song like Trippin' by LMA, it's not going to change the note range, but when she goes from the verse to the chorus and all of a sudden she's going, I'm trip tripping, I'm trip tripping. You know you're in the chorus because the rhythm of the melody really altered. So now what you want to go back is take this and, and, and work on the rhythm, changing the rhythm between sections so that the listener knows I'm in the verse here. Now the verse started out really nicely, a couple of lines, then it seemed to go somewhere else and I wasn't sure where, but that has to change rhythm in the melody. And then the melody, you have to find a chorus. There has to be some phrase here that sums up what she's singing about. In R&B, the typical, I want to be with you tonight, let's spend some time together, you're so sexy, is, is universal. But you need to find something to make it your own. So LMA is a great artist to look at because she always does that. She Trip Trippin is Trippin is a really good song, a really good example of it, where she finds that she's been thinking too much about him and imagining herself in a deeper relationship than they have, and she's getting a, ahead of herself. I've been tripping. I'm trip tripping. It's a great hook theme to hang that song on because it gives it something a little bit different. Khalid always does that. He gives it something a little bit different, a little bit different twist, and that's the lyrics that you want to put into your your chorus and that's where you want to get into some rhythmical repetition so have some fun take this work with it some more um, and you can always uh, auto-tune you know the singer if you want to and, um, and and work with this and see where it takes you I think it's worth working on I do uh, nice track very nice beginning of that track okay? um, great advice uh, we're at the end of the show give or take a minute or so but before we go I want to remind you about a few things first of all Remember that the ebook version, the enhanced, better, more modern, a lot more information version of Shortcuts to Hit Songwriting coming out in ebook in a couple more days. Also, don't forget, if you haven't signed up for the Road Rally, I know the hotel is almost sold out. It may be actually sold out as of today. Um, uh, there's this new thing out called Airbnb, and you may be able to find a place <laughs> to stay there. If you need to ask our staff, like, what are some good neighborhoods around uh, the Rally Hotel that you can get an Airbnb, please give us a call. We'll figure that out for you. Um, what else do I want to tell you? Uh, we're doing a jam room this year at the Rally. Uh, we're fine-tuning exactly how that's going to take place, but we're not talking about just a couple of chairs in a room. We're going to have a whole stage set up where people can get up there and just jam with each other. Um, that's going to be in the ballroom on the second floor in the evenings from, I believe, 8.30 until 11.30. 
Um, also, don't forget that our opening is going to be a Lifetime Achievement Award to Jonathan Kane from Journey. I got to tell you, I spent about 45 minutes on the phone with him the other day, and I kept saying, John, save it for the stage. The guy, he's he doesn't realize it, but he drips gold when he opens his mouth. Oh, he's very mouth. generous. Yeah, he's a lovely man. And just the his advice is so incredibly good you would think you know i mean look i said to him how does it feel to walk out onto a stage and look out at fifty thousand people and he goes pretty good <laughs> you would think he's been there and done it for so many years now that he'd be jaded but he's not he's really kind really generous and the advice he gives is great um so he, we're opening the rally with him on friday morning at 9 a.m um, and we only get an hour and 15 minutes with him because he's got to jump on a plane to go to New Orleans, I believe. So literally, um, like, I think he and I actually get on stage at 9.15, 10.30, man. He's off that stage in a waiting car and off to the airport. But we will make it a very impactful hour and 15 minutes. Um, I have a question for you about your thing that you're doing on Saturday morning at 10.45 in the Grand Ballroom. You're going to teach people how to analyze songs like you do. So... Can they do that? Um, I'm sure they can or you wouldn't sure. be teaching yeah. this, but how can they be objective? You bring such tremendous objectivity. You see stuff that I don't think any writer could see about their own stuff. How are you going to teach them to be objective when they do it? Well, I think one of the things uh, that I'm going to do is say, look at, here's how you look at somebody else's song. Here's how you look at hit songs. Mm. Here's how you look at, at um, so for example, why do we analyze songs? Why bother? You know, won't you right. end up just sounding like a, somebody else's song if you do that? No. And the answer is no, you won't. What you're looking for are skills, tools, and techniques that you can use and bring to your own songs and use in your own songs to make them better. So today I was talking to you a lot about melody in, in, mm -hmm. song, in uh, melody in rhythm and melody. And one of the things I'm going to show you is how to listen to a hit song and go, oh, look at how those melody notes are grouped into repeating groups. Oh, I never thought of doing that. I'm going to try that in my own song. And I heard a number of songs today that should be trying to do that. And certainly going forward should be trying to do that because rhythm and melody is now driving so many songs because listeners love it. So you can look at your own song then and say, Oh man, I could like, I could keep this song that I have. I'm just going to put it over there. I'm not going to throw it out or anything. And I'm going to try playing with a melody until I find something that's got more rhythm in it. Then I'll see if I like it better than what I have. And if I like it better than what I have, I'll drop what I have and, and, and use this. Another good example is people, uh, Taxi gets a lot of um, listings for ballads, a, a la Adele, a la, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, Kelly Clarkson. These kind of mid-tempo ballads uh, Sean Mendes and Charlie Puth, and these are all mid-tempo ballads. And yet, I know a lot of taxi members submit things, and the feedback they get is, this sounds dated. Mm -hmm. And so, how do you change that? I can tell you how to change it, but you're much better off if you learn how to do that from listening to hit songs, because there's so many ways to do that. There's an endless number of ways to make a, a, a mid-tempo ballad work for today's Radio and radio is dominated by mid-tempo ballads. The adult contemporary uh, charts are full of it. So if you like writing ballads, writing these mid-tempo ballads a la Shawn Mendes and Charlie Puth is a great place to be right now. Um, but but if your writing still sounds like Melissa Etheridge or, uh, <laughs> excuse me, I'm sorry, Melissa Manchester. <laughs> Excuse me. I knew Melissa's, what you meant. <laughs> yeah, Melissa's here. Um, or Celine Dion. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> then you need to you need to change that. And the way to change that is to listen to and study songs that that are contemporary hits in that general style. And that's where and then you start changing your melodies to to use those techniques and you find it and adapt it to your own style so that you're not writing something that sounds like in exactly like Sean Mendes and Charlie Puth, you're writing something that sounds like you, but you're using those techniques. And you, so the only way to get those techniques is to study those songs. Uh, fear not, Robin's correct about, uh, you want to emulate the techniques, but not the song. Right. So when Ken Calais and I were reminiscing uh, recently about, uh, you know, back in the day, learning how to produce, I would go home with his records and listen to them. I would take a pair of JBL 4311s on the floor, set them up like headphones blowing right at me, and sit there you know, in a prone position with a notepad and an album cover making notes. And a lot of my stuff started to sound like the records I was listening to, I was emulating. What I finally realized was write down just ideas, not things that, in other words, write down eighth notes in a chorus. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's when you go technique. back six months yeah. later, right, and look at eighth notes in the course. Oh, I should try that. And then you go, maybe I could do it with a tinka 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 on a muted acoustic guitar string rather than a hi hat. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and that's, a good that's one. when you start getting original. Yeah. So don't fear that Robin's techniques are going to lead you down a path of sounding like other people. Her techniques are going to teach you how to identify the things that they did that you can use without copying go. them. That's How to sound say. better as you. Yes, yeah. there you go. And the trick of it is, if be you're studying... How to sound yeah, better as, as you. you. Um, yeah, because the trick of it is, if you study one artist, yeah, you'll be heavily influenced by that artist and you're going to hear the influence of that artist. But if you study lots of artists and you study all the techniques and you start putting those together and you start jamming without those techniques, then you end up sounding like you, but better. <laughs> the new improved version. Yeah. Well, great. We Thank you want. so much for doing this. I'm sure you're in prep mode for your road rally presentation. Yeah. I know time is, is of the essence for us all. Um, thank you guys for watching. We'll be back next week. Yeah, we will be back. I had to think about that. I'm actually going out of town for a minute right before the road rally, but it's not next week. Um, thank you all for watching, Robin. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Always a pleasure. Lovely song. Great songs today, everybody. Really? Thank you. Great songs. Great songs. Don't forget to check this out. Shortcuts to Hit Songwriting, the ebook. There we go. Uh, and I will see you guys next week for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live, said in my best announcer voice. Bye, you guys. <laughs>